1: Good morning. It's Sunday, May twenty seven. This is an exciting day. We're going to the last of our of our whole rash of graduations today.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our
1: son graduated from high school last weekend, and we've been doing graduations for the last week or so. So today is the last of those. It's great. Um, welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky De Oliveira,
0: and I'm Japheth De Olivera
1: go ahead and pray and pray for the graduates. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for today, beginning of a fresh week. I want to ask also for a blessing on all those who are graduating today, and uh, thank you for the transformation of their lives, and we look forward to the new chapters that they have. We ask for a, a blessing on this text, as well as we reflect on it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, this week we're reading Romans 2, 1 through 11, and we're starting out today with the English Standard Version. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another you condemn yourself, because you, the Judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things, and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart you are storing up wrath for yourself. the jew first and also the greek for god shows no partiality all right Okay, kind of a variation on last week's.
0: Yes, Paul is still in the middle of his throw of this uh, particular journey. He actually ends it in in chapter two, verse sixteen, and then switches gear there in particular. But um, the question, the recalibrate question today, and in fact, we we switched from the sermon series where we were it was it was named called for three weeks, and we are moving to a new sermon series called judged uh, for the next five weeks. And uh, this passage takes us into that. So, but the recalibrate question is this. Is God angry or loving? Can he be both at the same time? Is God angry or loving? Can he be both at the same time? And I would really encourage you to read the Daily Walk uh, at for slash daily. If you haven't done that, Sam Millen wrote it uh, this week. He's re- re- written it this week, and it's actually really good, really worthwhile.
1: Well, it seems like according to this, whether God is angry or loving depends on what you or I or whomever has done, kind of like a parent you know if you didn't clean your room then god is angry <laughs> and if you did clean your room that would be like righteousness then you, you get you get lots of good stuff First, you get first dibs if you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Second, if you're Greek. Well, I'm not sure what that does for the rest of us who are neither Jew nor Greek.
0: Well, I can well, except, claim except neither. For, except for verse eleven does say, "For God shows no partiality
1: between Jews and Greeks."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There are no other people.
0: There are no other people.
1: There are no Chinese people. There are no.
0: Well, Anglo Saxons at, ta- at the time.
1: There are Jews and there are Greeks. So I guess Greeks is anybody who's inclusive. not a Jew. Yes. Is that? You, yeah,
0: and the Romans. Considered. Is that
1: where I, I don't trust the Greeks even when they come bearing gifts? Or,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's because they got betrayed. It was um, a rough it was a rough journey with the little horse. Well,
1: it, is God angry or loving? I think it would be.
0: Can it, so can stu- you be both well, at the same time?
1: Of course, anything can be both. You don't think of yourself or of anybody that you know as being only one thing. Well, We're not one thing. So why do we think that God has to be one thing?
0: I don't know because I think it's actually I think Sam's messing with us. To be honest, I think it's a, it's an interesting question because first of all, it, it's asking us: Can he be angry and can he be loving? And it's like it's it's forcing us to decide. Well, are these Sam characteristics, points out yeah.
1: in his daily walk, he talks about we wouldn't even like it if God weren't angry about certain injustices. Yeah, you know there are things that that are so bad that they need to be reckoned with in some way.
0: And we want God to be, like, what, stomping around,
1: Well, yeah, there are times on. when you would like to see God do something. You don't yeah. want to see evil just prevail over innocent people, which it does sometimes. And mm. I think what Sam's trying to say and, and what he's written about is, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, we don't like the idea of God being angry. We want, we want him to be nice. But sometimes... There are situations, I I think we're thinking of all the kind of benign um, situations in suburbia that we live in where everything's fine or whatever, but if you think about the terrible things that happen, I mean, including in suburbia that are hidden, you you do want to see justice.
0: I think, I think that's, exact, that's exactly the issue that we had last week that we were talking about in the text about uh, a vindictive God uh, that came up. And part of this whole issue of the wrath of God that comes through this text quite a few times and it's still going to be explored a little bit more all the way through the, the letter of Romans, which is a very heavy uh, image that we have. And it's part of the same struggle that we have all the time. Is God God or is God actually us? Uh, are we defining God? Um, the way that we want God to be? Or is God allowed to be who God is? Look, I think the problem is
1: that sometimes we, the angry God gets a bad rap because we, we, and when I say we, I mean Christians, make it seem as though God lets forth his wrath upon people for these really trivial things, you know, because you didn't... Brush your teeth? Read your Bible
0: Well, actually, that's pretty serious. That's not trivial.
1: Well... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We're <laughs> no, not no, thinking no, I about, don't, actually. Well, I'm, hey, you know you.
0: I'm constantly going on the church rally. Like, you killed a on, quarter people. of a million people. <laughs> well, that's pretty. Yeah. And
1: dumped their bodies in a swamp, for mm-hmm. instance.
0: Okay, thanks that's for not what it we're, we're thinking
1: about. We're, so I think it would be ridiculous. I, I, I've heard people who felt upset at the idea of going to heaven and their abuser being there and getting the same reward. You know, that, I think that can be a hard that's thing. A
0: really hard that's for a people really, to deal with. That's a really hard idea, and, and it's a really hard concept to to deal with the idea of somebody who has abused you or somebody who's hurt you or somebody who's like killed a loved one or killed you. I mean yeah, the idea of being gonna,
1: you know that everything's just fine. They get the same reward in the end. Yeah. So
0: And forgiveness forgiveness is deeply, deeply complex inside here. I think there's a there's a certain sentence inside here that that kind of stands out to me in this passage. I mean several sentences stand out, several key phrases stand out inside here. But verse four of chapter two um, the last one here, where it says, "Not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance," mm. that that talks to me about this mercy side of God. I, I mean, I I want God to be all that He is. I mean, I want Him to. I want to actually embrace all that God is. I don't get to control uh, whether God is all that He is. So that sentence came, kind of came out wrong. I would like to be able to have the courage to embrace all that God is. That's the thing that I think is a struggle for us, for me, for human beings, because justice is something we all want. I want yeah. it too, uh, over small things and large things. And when you see people in pain, I think it's very, very difficult. It's very difficult to just say, hey, let it go. I mean, it's like the same thing with forgiveness, right? We, we say we have to let forgiveness go and, and, let, and let things disappear, and it is very hard when things trigger memories And they come forward, rushing through into your mind. So is God angry or loving? Can he be both at the same time? I think that God knows exactly what to do. And his form of justice is not like ours, thankfully. Mm. Because ours is weird. I mean, I'd like to believe that I'm always with the boys, loving. But I think there's times when I'm just downright angry with them. And I feel really bad about that. That's really hard, because I think deep down I'm loving them, but I'm just like, man, that, that room is a fling my ass. So it's difficult, and th- I'm glad that God is not like that. So I think I think that that's actually something we have to think about today. So I'm going to encourage you guys to think about that question, is God angry or loving today? Uh, think about that today. Reflect it. Talk to, Talk to your friends about that. Read this passage in the English Standard Version yourselves. Read the Daily Walk. Um, and we will explore this some more tomorrow in a different version. Until then, live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church. Until next time, look after each other. Live long.